welcome. This is Paper Crown, a podcast of short radio-style scenes read by different actors and written by me. I'm Morley. I'm a Los Angeles-based street artist. The scene you're about to hear is called After the Beep, and it stars Tim Venable. since the funeral and um, I don't I don't know <laughs> um, it rained most of the day it's raining now you know like on TV it's always <laughs> super dramatic when it rains at a funeral like everyone just letting the the water cascade down their face like Axl Rose in the November rain video (laughs) turns out it just makes everyone want to hurry shit along no one wants to admit that even at a moment like this they they can't help but be distracted by how cold and uncomfortable they feel and how if they had known it was going to rain then they would have brought their jackets and then they're picturing the jacket sitting in the car and wondering how it would look if they ran back and got it can they run and get it like would they miss something important or did do they have the keys or does their wife have mom was a wreck course everyone was worried about her but she managed about as good as you'd expect I got I'll go by tomorrow and uh, check on her oh, but he looked um <clears throat> he looked really good man <laughs> I was worried you were gonna look like some drag queen or something but they did a good job. You, you looked pretty close to how it was before the chemo. Uh, what else? The, the afterward thing. The food. Um, the food was a joke. Just a couple of those, like soggy sandwich trays from Safeway, and about a hundred pounds of cantaloupe more leftovers than anyone knew what to do with. A couple people were kind enough to take some of it home at the end, but I mean, that shit's bound for the wastebasket, let's be honest. I mean, don't be too pissed, it just slipped everyone's mind, and then the night before someone mentioned it, we were all like, fuck! Stories were good, though. You, You get a few friends 
and uh, a bunch of drinks and that vault swings wide open. Megan was there, which was weird for Lizzie, but I guess she understood. Did they even talked a little? I didn't see the whole thing, but a hug may have been exchanged. They had a bunch of your stuff around the room, photos and trophies and shit. Me and mom picked it out. Mom fought me on the guitar. She kept saying, but he never played it. And I kept saying, yeah, but he would have wanted people to think he did. <laughs> <clears throat> You know, part of me wonders if somewhere in there you wanted it this way, like you would leave us all before we could get sick of you. Everything sounds so much more sage and wise when you've got an oxygen tube in your nose, you know. I guess everybody else just has to settle for another 50 years and then heart failure. Boo-hoo, right? But then what the fuck? He was 80. Back to work, everybody. Oh, that's fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm aware of how sick it is to be jealous of you right now, okay? I get it. I'm an asshole. But I mean, I'm the same brother I was before Hodgkin's lymphoma. And if this isn't the part of the movie where the guy discovers the much-needed soul-shattering catharsis, well, then... It... Looks like I'm stuck this way. It'd just be nice to have something else to blame for wasted potential than stage four fuck-uppery. I'm just lucky the mom isn't looking at me like the dad and stand by me and saying, it should have been you. <laughs> She's getting old, Ben. I didn't really notice until recently, but everything with the hospital and then hospice and the funeral home, she's just... Getting old. She's tired all the time. Quieter. I always have to ask what she's thinking about. And when I do, she mostly shrugs. I can't really blame her, though. I find myself with fewer and fewer riddles I find worthy of figuring out these days. Bad things, good people, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I don't know how long this thing goes before it cuts me off, which is pretty much how everything feels lately. How long can I go before I'm cut off? I just needed to hear your voice again.
fuck me, this is hard, man. This is so fucking hard. It's been like four days and I still wake up thinking of the shit I need to say to you that I need to do before you're gone. And if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, I'm terrified of the day that I don't. The day it becomes real. People keep coming up to me and telling me that you're in a better place and you're watching over all of us and in time it won't hurt so bad, but I, I can't think of anything more disloyal than not feeling this emptiness. It's like I need to know it's there. I feel more comfort with the idea of never feeling better than I do in accepting that you're gone. I don't know what's going to happen to this message forever floating in the ether, I suppose. The little red voicemail icon that never was. And all these words hovering in some digital cloud waiting to evaporate. I can't help but feel like the final, you know, little last bit in a fucking precipice of unfair bullshit is the fact that at this moment right now I can't think of a single profound thing to leave you with. I want you to know I tried. I really tried. I read Dylan Thomas. I listened to that fucking Green Day song they played at everyone's graduation. And still, I got nothing. Which is just... I mean... Isn't that supposed to be a part of the deal? Every time a brother dies, a last goodbye is gifted to the one left behind. I'm sorry, but I... I, I don't know how. I plan on something like... See you around. But... I don't know, it just seems too pithy. You would have given me shit for it anyway. So, I guess I just waited out. Should be any second now. Some electronic voice to tell me my time is up. Then I'll hang up this phone and stare into the promise of tomorrow. <laughs> and the day after that. And the day after that. Uh... I wish I could share it with you. Fuck it, man. <laughs> See you around. See you around, man. Subscribe to this podcast through iTunes or visit papercrownpodcast.com. New episodes will be uploaded every couple weeks. 
So please tell your friends. Today's episode featured Tim Venable as Mark and me as Ben's voicemail machine. Theme music by Jim and Sam. Check out wearejimandsam.com for more from them. And if you aren't familiar with the other stuff that I do, check out immorley.com. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to stay kind. See you next time.